0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
1: Bing bong bing. big bong. I'm bing bringing bong. You the bing bongs every week just for you, James. Thank you. I appreciate that. You are welcome. I need something
0: to look forward to in my dreary life.
1: Oh, your life's not so dreary.
0: Oh, come on, Claire, it's slowly you know losing that. your
1: hair. <laughs> <laughs> Every day's a new adventure. It certainly is. That's <laughs>
0: what I love about getting old.
1: Correct. Um, hello, we're Suggestible Pod. I'm Claire. He's James. We're married, and we talk to you about things to watch, read, and listen to that you may or probably won't. Actually, i take us up on it. That's right.
0: But if somebody <laughs> asks you about a particular thing, they're like, have you heard of this particular movie or book? You can say, you yeah, know, I've heard it's good. Yeah. Or no. you
1: can lie and say lie. that you've watched it because you'll know fact of facties about exactly. it and you'll be current and hot and full of the old pep with all the current pop culture knowledge you'll have in I, your
0: old brain box. I actually lie. Uh, I do the opposite. If somebody asked me if I'm saying something or no about someone, I just go, nah, I don't, I don't know.
1: Okay, I have a rant. <laughs> I've, like, got a rant just bubbling up inside me. Is this about me? I am so sick of you being the bloody most miserable miser of the world. Well. Listeners. I don't know I about live that. I guy who doesn't want anyone to know anything about him on any level, anywhere he goes. He doesn't want to talk to people. He doesn't want them to know his order at a coffee shop. He doesn't like it when the green grocer says, Hi, James, inexplicably in the place that he lives.
0: We had two extra channels going. I'm just going to unplug them.
1: Oh, is that why it was sounding so full on in my ears? <coughs> yeah, hang on. Oh, go, oh be that better. was because the wonderful Andy and Al from Two right, in the together. Think Tank came over. So there it might have the been a night. bit of
0: reverb on that, so apologies. But anyway, sorry, you were saying how terrible it was. Please continue.
1: <laughs> I just sometimes I just want to live in a house with someone that just like enjoys People and life and things. Are you saying rather you, than living with someone who's constantly suspicious, like <laughs> like we're living in Russia and there are spies everywhere?
0: Do you think that
1: everybody is out to get you all
0: of the time? No one's out to get me. But do I are, are you, you always propose, want to
1: stay under the radar? Are you
0: proposing a third person in our relationship? Is this is that what this is building up to? Like a happy go <laughs> like you kind of like pa let's go. I've already packed the car. I, I
1: would, and no, that's not something you love packing the car. You could do a dad pack. I'll that's do that. I'll pride pack the and car, joy. It's like the one joy that you talk about all the bloody time.
0: And I don't even like it.
1: <laughs> For example, last week, wonderful listener, Stephanie Kieran, wrote in to tell us all about the lawnmower. Yeah, yeah. He has discovered the joy of a Ryobi lawnmower. And living with you is the reality that even though you have the best lawnmower, You still hate mowing the lawn, so that in a nutshell
0: is you. Let me put it this way: your
1: old grump, grumpity grump. It's like being
0: like, "Hey, guess what? Which is this is the best pile of shit? Great! It's still a big pile of shit. I don't want anything to do with it." Oh
1: god! Yeah, well, you're a big pile of shit. I don't want nothing to do with you. Thank you. (laughs) Got it. Actually, I really love love you. Sorry if you're listening to this show for the first time. I actually really love James a lot. But we live together, we She's work together, that, we yeah. have two children together, and sometimes I want to not be in the
0: same room. But here's the you. thing, though: you're uh, you're deep down, you're like, oh my god, sadness it's at my core. No, you're but
1: dragging I- me down. <laughs> you're dragging me down in your doldrums, and over time, you're just slowly whittling way, my, away, my <laughs> joyful personality until I'll be a husk, a husk of a woman who just sits on the couch. Actually, no. Who am I kidding? I'm Ask a woman. I'm so full of joy. I'm, it's a bottomless pit of joy. Wow,
0: this is good. This has come full circle. Anyway,
1: let's get on with recommending stuff.
0: Oh, okay. You... Enough
1: of this delightful banter that we're known for. This
0: doesn't feel like a banter. <laughs> this just feels like somebody just fucking <laughs> just coming at you.
1: It's also very late minutes. at night. I thought, late. I thought we'd finished, but we haven't. So let's no. get fucking on with the show. Let's do
0: it. Can we go first?
1: <laughs> I'll go first. Why not? Why not?
0: No, you go first. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to recommend The Sound of Metal. It's uh, directed by Darius. That's the sound it would make if you hit it with a, uh, a glockenspiel. I don't know. <laughs> Darius. <laughs> Darius Marder. It's de- Ding! It's his debut film. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, it stars Riz Ahmed. As people might know, he's from many things. But he's from Star Wars. If you're looking for, he's from Rogue One. He's of course, a he's from bloody Star Wars. You know him. He's from. He's an incredible actor, and he's a rapper. Uh, I'll show you this guy. All
1: he's, right, in this audio medium, I'm glad no, I'm you're I'm showing, showing you me so you have a frame image. of reference. Oh yes, like yes, he's, yeah, he's great. terrific.
0: Great. He's great. in like the Night of. Do you remember the Night of that series? Yes, I do. Yeah, he's in, in Nightcrawler. He's great. He's really good. But uh, so uh, it's an Olivia Cook uh, and Paul Raky. And he basically – it's about this guy um, and and he's uh, – him, him and his partner, they're in a heavy metal band and he's the drummer, right? This is Riz Ahmed. He's like, he's bloody loving drumming. But then he loses his hearing. So it's like a fraction of what it was. It's like at 5% or whatever. And the doctor's like, you need to preserve your hearing. You can't go and be a drummer anymore because you, if you do it again. Hearing. Anyway, so he does and he loses his hearing completely or pretty much completely. So then his life, it was always – revolved around music that's that was his place that he that he went to you know that's you know what I mean it was everything and then he has to kind of reassess what is he going to do you know what I mean it changes the relationship with everybody around him he's like do I save up to get some like some implants which kind of fix my hearing to an extent but he ends up moving in with this community and a lot of the people within the community a lot of the actors who are in this are either heavily involved in the ASL community or they are actually like they're hearing impaired so a lot of people – so it's a lot of – the the film is – a lot of it is just sign language with um, – Subtitles. With subtitles, yeah, which is the way – which you can actually switch off because it's on Prime, but the way the filmmakers like intended it to be is like you're experiencing the film how like a deaf person would watch a film normally. Do you know what I mean? So it's basically yeah. So it's 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 this guy just kind of reassessing everything he's ever done. He's kind of shifts his priorities. He kind of falls out with people that he used to know, and he's he's part of this new community. But also he's kind of has this longing for the way things used to be. But it's also like you can't really ever kind of kind of get that back. Do you know what I mean? And it's it does a really good job of of sound design in particular because because a lot of time you kind of hear what he hears. It um it also. When he's kind of – when his hearing is, is lost and when he's just trying to figure out sign language, you kind of feel the same way that he does. You feel like you're kind of almost like trapped in this world and this like sense of panic that you don't really know what's going on. But that slowly kind of evolves as, as the movie progresses. And Riz Ahmed apparently he learned to drum for like six months prior and he learned sign language, all of this, to, to make this movie. It's really great. You should watch it. It's really good. It's got a very, very high Rotten Tomato score. Not that necessarily means anything. But it's, uh, it's really like inspiring and uplifting and, uh, kind of awful, but great and all things. It's a good movie. Sound of metal.
1: It sounds amazing. It is
0: amazing, Claire
1: sounds amazing. Sounds of metal it amazing. Sounds, yeah. It really sounds right up my alley. Yeah, I
0: think you'd really like it. Yeah, yeah. And
1: that whole world of sign language and Auslan. I know Jess Perkins from Do Go On Pod yeah. is learning Auslan. That's awesome. And another of my good friends has learned Auslan too. Yeah. And I think it's just such an incredible way of communicating. Yeah. And I know it's a really old film, but do you remember the film and Mr. Holland's
0: Opus? I do remember. Has he got a deaf son? Yeah, his son
1: is deaf and he's a musician and yeah. a teacher a mus- and he always wants to aspire to be this famous musician and instead he ends up as a high school music teacher. Yeah, right. And it's kind of this sort of evolving story on one hand of him struggling and never quite getting there with his music career and his compositions and the other hand being this incredibly inspiring teacher who is also really struggling with the idea that he was sort of dreamed of being able to pass on his talent to his son. And he can't communicate with his yeah. son the joy of music because it's such an audio medium. Yeah, of course. And then there's that end. I have watched that film so many times. I haven't seen it in years. I don't think I've ever
0: seen it. Oh. Like I know it, but I don't, yeah. Oh, my
1: gosh. You love a father and son I thing. I And you would, oh, my, the ending scene is, I'm going to cry now. He works out how to communicate music to his son through light. Oh, and okay. so the end of the show, the, his opus ends up being... All of the students he's taught playing in this orchestra and timing it to the music, to lighting. Well, yeah, right. And then he sings in sign language this song and he goes, this beautiful, beautiful boy, and it's this sort of the way he uses sign to sing to his son and communicate the music. And mm. you just – they sort of repair their relationship and it oh yeah, it's all the things I love about music and, like, life and finding your passion and how in the end it's more about the connections you make with the people in your life and it's really inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, it sounds really right out of Whatever.
0: <laughs> this, is who, this is who I am, remember. Oh, boo. I hate everything. <laughs> I hate movies even.
1: <laughs> anyway, that sounds great and I will definitely check that out. Yeah. And you should also watch Mr. Holland's Opus. I will Opus. watch
0: Mr. Holland's Opus. I've been meaning to watch Mr. Holland's Opus for 25 years, ever since there was a, a guy at my school whose last name was Holland and I used to, there was an ad where he'd go, I'm a teacher, Iris. And that's what I remember from <laughs> So I used to say that to him all the time and he's like, I hate you. And I'm like, I know, but I'm going to do this every day you see me for six years. <laughs> I'm gonna do this every day to you, and I did, true to my word.
1: I don't, I don't doubt that you would do that. You have nothing but consistent and persistent <laughs> at being supremely annoying. You know him
0: actually, Ah uh, Duchy.:
1: Oh yes, I yeah. know Dutchie. Yeah, yeah. There you go. All your mates are, call, are called by their surnames. One of them, I didn't know his first name for such a long time. Yeah. We were friends for like six years before I. We still don't know his, his first, first name. name. Nobody knows. Maybe he doesn't have one. All right, is it my turn?
0: Uh, well, what well, just did. You just did, Mr. Holden's Opus, So it's my turn again. <laughs> what? No, yeah, here no, we go. No. So... that's not
1: how it works. It's my turn. Now, what do you got? What do you got? Don't
0: don't be ruining the
1: rules of the game. Okay, so this show is called Bump, oh, and yeah. I loved it. It's a stand original show from the creators of one of my favourite Australian TV series, Love My Way. Oh my god,
0: you love Love oh my love, gosh, love. my gosh, that's way. a
1: really old Australian show. I reckon I'm going to put it out there. It's one of the best Australian dramas. We don't tend to do drama. Overly well, necessarily. Not that in old. Is it? it was from like
0: 2000, 2004. Yeah. yeah, it's
1: pretty old. But it's absolutely heartbreaking, Love My Way. Um, it's starring Claudia Carvin, who's one of my Australia, favourite Australian actors. Uh, for those of people um, who don't know,
0: she he, she played Padme Amidala's sister in the deleted scenes from Star Wars episode two. <laughs>
1: oh, well, there you go. There you go. There you there you go. She was also the... on Dancing with the Stars recently. She was.
0: I'm going to tie all these into Star Wars, That's what I'm going to do. You
1: will, totally. Anyway, so Love My Way is perfection. But what I'm recommending is Bump, which I think is just as good. Mm. It's got a fresh, funny, insightful heart and a lot of women on the writing team, which means the female characters are complex, flawed and articulate, and it deals exceptionally well with new motherhood. There are scenes in this that I feel haven't been done before. So the story basically revolves around um, a girl called Ollie Davis Chalmers, played by Natalie Morris, Mm -hmm. and Claudia Carvin plays Angie Davis, her mum. And Ollie's this kind of incredible feminist teenager. I'd say she's in, like, year 10, year 11, and she's, you know, the opening scene starts and she's got pictures of, like, Jacinda Ardern and Malala and all these incredible inspiring, um, you know, Hillary Clinton, everybody on her walls, and you sort of get this sense that she's going somewhere. She's a real nerdy geek. Mm. And then by the end of that first episode, you find out that she had no idea she was pregnant and just goes into labor at high at in at school, in high school, and has a baby in mm. the very first episode. And it's just this like incredible shock and the fallout of it. And when I heard the premise, I thought, oh, that just doesn't seem
0: like that would really happen. Because it kind of, it looks, if you watch the trailer, it looks kind of wacky. Yeah. It's like, what are you gonna do? You're gonna Yeah, but it's but not it's like not, that at it's all, not yeah.
1: like that. It's it's got a lot more heart than you would think. It's very funny. Um, it's got that kind of wonderful sense of, I don't know, being a teenager at school, the cast is really diverse, scripting is really great, but it also just deals with a lot of themes about early motherhood and new motherhood and relationships between family members and fractured kind of marriages and the complexity of growing up. And also surprisingly, which what made <laughs> made me really so to get really emotional is Ollie's journey initially not wanting anything to do with her baby, mm. um, and then you slowly find out who the father is, and he's fa- he's and it's not really spoiling anything. You find out that um, the father is Santi, So That sort of happens very apparently in the first episode, and he's really gorgeous. He's from a Chilean family, mm. and he's kind of this like real jock kind of bloke who plays soccer and has this very kind of crazy loud family. And I think it reflects Australia, like an Australia I recognise. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And he's also a comic book artist and his dad doesn't want him to do that. He doesn't see any future in it. And so there are some beautiful moments where he communicates how he feels about Ollie and the baby in like comic book art Mm. and that's really cool. I think the thing that surprised me the most about this show is that over time in a teenager like Ollie who was such a strident feminist having a baby – It explores what happens to women when they have babies and how it can reframe and change what you're able to do Mm. in life. And it deals really well with um, other generations of women and how their lives have been affected by having kids and how their courses have been redirected and also how lightly the men seem to get off as opposed to the women in the story. and right, yeah. And even and Ollie, who was someone who was, like, had such a focus on her academics and was wanting to work at the UN um, and how it kind of deals with her grappling with being a mother, falling in love, those priorities and then having to try and still reclaim herself and her identity mm. and what happened to her mother and what happened to Santi's grandmother. So because
0: her mother had her early as well. as yeah, right? yeah, yeah,
1: and. and um, actually, Angus Sampson, who's really hilarious, yeah. plays Ollie's father and he does it so well. He's kind of like a little bit of a drunk, a little bit of a messed up kind of guy living who's mm. like he's splitting up with Claudia Carbon's character and living on a boat. And so that kind of storyline's quite fun too. Yeah,
0: it's it's funny too. From yeah. what I've said, we obviously it's watched really all of it. It's really funny. Yeah.
1: It's really, really funny. It was, I was a great
0: scene in like a drug den uh yeah. <laughs> which is quite funny with a lizard, with a blue tongue lizard. Yeah, there's, yeah,
1: and there's just a lot of the cast of characters of the high school students are really funny. There's some LGBTQI mm. kind of scenes as well, which I think are really great, exploring different sexuality and all that kind of stuff. There's a a sex scene involving breast milk, which sounds like very shocking, but it was kind of really delightful and affirming and not what you would expect. Mm. And I think there's a lot of scenes in it like that where you think, I don't think I've seen it. Done before in that way from a a woman's perspective, and particularly from like a teenager who you just like. But even though she's a teenager being thrown into motherhood, it's the same sort of feeling, even if you're an older woman doing it in a lot of ways. If you don't have to do all the
0: things, don't you? Yeah, you're just kind of
1: thrown in, and, and the way that she's looking at all the stuff that happens to her body and herself and everything in this, in this really like what the actual F is happening to me. Just felt very familiar. Yeah, anyway, cool. I loved it. It was really fun. It, don't be put off by the um, premise. I was and I watched. I only watched it because I was recommended it and I binged it. I watched it in like Are they doing hours. another
0: se- season?
1: Yeah, they are. Yeah, they've been greenlit for another oh, season. Great. It's awesome. had
0: a really good. Well, with all those people involved, that doesn't surprise me that it's really good. It's oh, really. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that team of producers, Claudia Carvin, mm. And it was written by Kelsey Munro as well with a co-writing team of Jessica Tuckwell, Timothy Lee, Mithila Gupta, and Stephen Arigata. Um And it's, yeah, hats off to all of them because they've done a great job. I agree. Agreed. All right, on to your next recommendation. Here's another thing, my
0: last thing for the week.
1: Oh, here uh, he goes. Called, it's a
0: Netflix short. It's called "If Anything Happens, I Love You," and it's this beautiful two D oh. animated film uh, by Michael Gorvia and Will McCormick. Uh Sorry, it's twelve minutes long, and it basically it deals with uh, parents' grief after losing their daughter in a school shooting. <gasps> so it kind of starts, and it's very like stylized, so not like ultra realistic, but it's all, but so it starts with them kind of they're you know they're sad in their house and they're they're like alone, and then the whole thing plays out where all the memories of the daughter start kind of flooding into the world and it's kind of like almost like painting like a canvas of her life and the events that kind of like leads up to her to her death. The music is also true, like ama- I wish I'd written down the composer but I didn't and also the people involved in this met with real parents who had children who they lost in in school shootings and it was just this kind of like watching it really can conveys really well this kind of grief that you cannot really comprehend, you know what I mean? But it gives you like a, like a fraction of an insight kind of into that kind of world. Mm. You know what I mean? And you can see that like, it, it's unspoken, there's not, there's no words in it, but you can, but it's just it, like it pushes that message so well of like the relationship between these people and kind of the the gap that it's, that it's left in their life, that they're kind of haunted by like the, the memories and the specter of, of their daughter, but yeah, it's great. And it's look, I know there's like, we have American listeners, and I'm sure people have opinions on guns and all of those things. But my opinion has always been you shouldn't sell a gun that you can kill 30 kids with in a minute. Like, that's, you know, being a school teacher like that, it's like, mm. it would be so easy to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, you know, and I know that's probably not a popular opinion for a lot of our
1: that listeners. But I think that regardless of what your stance is, I think that really military grade weapons. In community, like school communities, yeah. and I know
0: a lot of people that. Or suburbia, talk, yeah.
1: like that's insane.
0: I know, I know, but I, look, it's 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 a different culture, and I know people say like, well, it's all about freedom and etc. and and all of that, and it's not everybody because obviously it isn't because most people have a weapon yeah, like that. But like you
1: have the more like there's a reason why Australia has very few shootings. Yeah, like none, if none. Yeah, none, basically.
0: And um, yeah. and the other thing is like I guess. To make a point, in, in you know, in this in this area, you can get a gun here. You can get a gun. I could get a gun. I know people have guns. You know, what I mean, it's not mm. it's not impossible. You just can't get certain guns. Which, quite frankly, I fucking love it. It's great not having to think about that because yeah. when I was teaching, and, and now that our you know we never had to school, ever do no drills, drills you know? for school, and of course, there is still danger. I know people talk about like violent crimes still occur because they just happen in different ways. But to me, it's just like. The most important thing to me is can you take a gun into a school and kill 30 kids in a minute? Like that to me is what – I don't care about any – like I do care about other things but that to me is like where I'm kind of at because that's the world that I've kind of
1: It's really interesting. I watched AOC, um, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, who's a senator Mm. and I just love her. Anyway, I saw her talking about what happened at the Capitol Mm. um, in Washington and she – sort of equated what they had to do. She was basically had boarding up a room, mm. one of the officers, yeah. and she said what they were doing was exactly what you would do in a school shooting drill. Yeah. And I just thought to myself, I hadn't even it hadn't even occurred to me watching those scenes, and this sounds stupid because obviously in America obviously they would have had guns, but it didn't occur to me that that kind of crowd could just be carrying weapons. Just yeah. hadn't occurred to me because in Australia, I don't go to protests thinking people have guns. Mm. It just doesn't occur. And look, and it, and, and, and maybe it, they are carrying guns, it, but it just yeah. it's there's we don't have a history. And look, it of
0: does it, you know. happen. There are shootings here. They're just few and far between.
1: Oh and, yeah, you know, and when, not and mass shooting. My dad, very little mass. No,
0: grew up shooting. You know what I mean? Because he, you know, grew up yeah. on a farm, and I can shoot a gun. Like I've done it. But yeah, yeah. anyway, but, I don't mean yeah. to, I didn't mean to turn this into yeah. anti-gun thing. Um, no,
1: but I do think that's a good point to raise. And I also think that um, sounds incredible. I've, I amazing. really love watching something or absorbing something with no words sometimes in yeah. a different way. I think there's something beautiful about what art can do and what it mm. speaks to um, without having to actually put words to it. So you can bring your own um, interpretation totally, of what you're yeah. watching. And actually, there's a little um, bit, Santiago. Um, the father in Bump, yeah. um, his mother died when he was young and so he does this beautiful little comic with no words, just music because mm. he ends up being a really beautiful father to the yeah. baby and he had to fight for it because mm. Ollie assumed he wouldn't want to be involved mm. um, for a variety of reasons. And he just to communicate to her how much he means to him to be a father, he shows this beautiful little sort of comic movie. Yeah. And part of it is his mum dying. Yeah, right. And there's no words to it, but you you really understand more of him you
0: know? love language.
1: Love language.
0: I listen to things. You do.
1: <laughs> you do. You do. I should start making fun
0: of you. No, Claire. I want this every week to be you berate me. <laughs> I want you to bottle up all the things you don't like about me and then unleash them on this podcast.
1: Would you like me to start listing all the things I do like about you? Nah. It'll make you feel real uncomfortable. I got enough people
0: liking me on the internet. I don't need more of that.
1: <laughs> True, yeah.
0: This is this is right. That's again, that's do, a healthy
1: way to I build self esteem. I don't
0: believe me. I get the negative comments. <laughs> they stick out more, You you notice that. And they Correct. also make me laugh.
1: I just always think that in the end, and this—I don't know if you think this is true—stuff people say on the internet is nothing compared to people that say that you know, saying no, to your face not. something lovely or something. I think that I think also do.
0: the difference with me it's and someone pitching. who's actually famous, I guess, is doing this happened to me when I was like I was in my thirties when we started doing this and we started to get some traction mm-hmm. and I'd already been working. And so, but if this happened when I was like sixteen, ish. I
1: know. I've just i've i've got on my list. And this is
0: like a minor fraction of like an audience. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, it's yeah.
1: full on, isn't it? I've got on my list to watch the Britney Spears documentary. Yeah, I, mean, I to want watch to watch that about this next week. week. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm that's something that. we'll talk about because yeah, there's some really scary things when you start thinking about. It
0: was always so weird, wasn't it? Though, like, yeah, it, like because because she's. Maybe a year old, a couple of years older than me, I don't know. Mm. But as long as I can remember, it was always like, Hey Brittany, when are you gonna lose your virginity? Brittany, what do you think? It's like what
1: what is this? And when you really start to think how young she was, like mm. sixteen. She was ten or something.
0: Yeah, she when was some, doing the Mouseketeers. Uh, yeah,
1: when some like mm. creepy interviewer was like, Oh, do you have a boyfriend? When she's ten. Weird. You know, yeah, but I think it's the same and I I'll talk about I've got something else to recommend. Yeah. You um, can you do that now? I, yeah, I want to talk about, but just for, I'll just say this one thing. It's really interesting when you think about Britney Spears as like people, like women who are sort of cultural, I don't know, icon is the right yeah. word, and just talked about not as a real person but as a butt of jokes and yeah. as like a parody of a it's person. like that Monica
0: Lewinsky thing. Yeah, yeah like that's what so I mean. Long. I was going to compare yeah. it to
1: Monica Lewinsky. And they become so in the vernacular that you forget that you're using using that per, that person's name Mm. to represent something in your common cultural language or whatever. And then when you reflect on it back through this lens that we have now, you think, my God, how could Mm. we ever think that it was okay to talk about a vulnerable young woman in that way? Anyway, uh, moving on. Let's move on. Last thing. (laughs) What do you got? All right. So... Oh, boy, this is huge. I started this thinking I would watch one episode and I was up at 1am and watched the whole season sobbing on the couch. It's called It's a Sin. It's become wildly popular. I think it's been downloaded over six million times. That's a many time. That's a many time, yeah. It's become super popular. It's a British television drama series written and created by Russell T Davies Uh, who also created Years and Years.
0: He did do, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Doctor
1: Who, but Years and Years was the one that really got me in the kicker yeah. and is scary. So, this is new, is it? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's new. I got to so watch this. It's so good. Mm. It's just so good. It's set from 1981 to 1991 in London. And it's at once heartwarming and heartbreaking, depicting the lives of a group of young gay men and their friends who lived through the HIV AIDS crisis in the United Kingdom. Um, it features a main cast consisting of Ollie Alexander as Richie Toza, Omari Douglas as Roscoe Babatunde and Callum Scott-Howes as Colin Morris-Jones. Jill Baxter um, is their best friend and is played by Lydia West and played beautifully by her. Mm. Um, 80s London is initially just such a rollicking good, great time to visit. You really get a sense of the kind of joy and freedom that these boys um, discovered by moving to London because each character moves to London from their hometown Yeah, right. um, where for lots of different reasons they were ostracised from their family or they were closeted and their parents yes. didn't know about them. I think the storyline then kind of – Starts to explore what happens. They all kind of move into this great share house. There's these like just massive parties every night, incredible music, and you can see that like in order for them to fully be themselves, they've had to let go and be removed from their families in some Mm. ways. And you forget, and I think it's very easy to forget in some ways, just how extraordinarily difficult it was to be queer and express yourself and be, your, be yourself at that time, not only was it just looked down upon in your in families but it was also illegal or at least yeah. you, you could be arrested yeah. and just the – and it was so not long ago. That's the 80s. We were no. born then. Yeah. So I think we've come so far when you think about it but I had – I just – it really took me into the heart of that and I'm speaking to my brother about it. Um, he said it nearly broke him on the couch yeah, yeah. and I'm um, – I could totally see that Um, because someone who identifies as, you know, like a straight white woman, Mm. just it it made you feel like you were sitting with some really close friends because they kind of create their own family and you get the sense that because they've sort of had to leave their own families and couldn't be themselves there... They've created their own family and it's gorgeous and funny and out there and there's a lot of raunchy sex scenes and, you know, you really get a vibe for how fun it was. And then it's just the AIDS epidemic and just like COVID kind of crept in in this way where initially there's some rumours and people aren't sure about it and a lot of the, you know, different characters respond in different ways. Ollie, who's kind of one of the central characters, just dismisses it and says, well, people were calling it the gay flu or whatever and how ridiculous is that and it's just another way for people to oppress us and, you know, all of those sorts of things. And then over time people start to get sick in the US first and then it comes to London and then slowly it starts to infiltrate into their group and then you start really understanding or at least building empathy around how that must have felt to then start to question what was safe behavior, what was not safe mm. behavior, as well as dealing with the shame and the um, fear that they'd kind of grown up with in their own families for different reasons. And there's one character, Colin, who's just this really sweet guy from Wales. And he's such a, his storyline is so heartbreaking. I won't ruin it. I don't mm. want to put any spoilers in. But all I'll say is that he's so funny and sweet and like really naive. And you just like, you just want to hold him and, like, give him a big cuddle. Like, he's just such a cute what, character. Uh, what's it on? Uh, it's on Stan.
0: Okay, cool. Awesome.
1: Yeah, and don't be put off by the poster because I think I was a bit put off by the poster and the only reason I clicked on it Stan was... Stan
0: do market things weird sometimes. They do. Because Bump's on Stan, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and yeah. they both have not been marketed well because yeah. I neither of those would I have clicked on if I hadn't been recommended them yeah. to yeah. me by someone else. Yeah, the soundtrack to this, it's just, it, it is seems, amazing. I think this is,
0: like... Because Russell T. Davis is gay, yeah, and he's because he's fifty-seven, so he'd be about like the age, like it is. It's being. it's yeah. it's
1: sort of it's yeah, a bit autobiographical yeah. in that I think his work you can see through the film yeah. that he's really working out some of his own issues,
0: yeah, because through it, and he did Queer as Folk as well, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah It's just mm. it's it's beautifully drawn, and you. I, I think there's a few issues. One of which is that there's, the female characters do tend to be very side characters, like sure. Jill, who Jill, who he created as like Ollie's best friend. So she's the one girl in the house. She's straight, and she's there to kind of support them, basically. Yeah, and it's beautiful what she does for them. And she, she kind of he, Russell T. Davis wanted her to be like a, a testament to the women who supported um gay men in that era yeah, right. and what they did in terms of information about AIDS because that's the other part of it. The internet wasn't a thing. No. So yeah. Uh, and a lot of, and yeah. the government
0: wasn't doing anything about no, it. And that's yeah.
1: what made me so cross because I was so also, heartbroken, it's but not a,
0: angry. It's not a it's not a gay virus. Like it's an anybody virus, do you know what I mean, which is the crazy thing.
1: Yeah, exactly right, exactly right. And because of the culture at the time, yeah, the government didn't want to do anything and the um, people who then got HIV then felt a lot of shame in coming forward to get tested and all those sorts of things. Yeah, yeah, because they were really looked down upon. There's crazy scenes where characters that – Initially, they weren't sure what to do, so they would just lock them in a room and separate them from everyone. Because I think,
0: because it, it airborne, is it? Yeah, whatever? they yeah. didn't know
1: how it was contracted. Yeah. And so, you know, these poor men were just dying in mm-hmm. rooms on their own. It was only when, like, away. you saw,
0: like, celebrities started to get it, like, um, like Magic Johnson got it, mm-hmm. and, like, movies like Philadelphia and... And you said started. I mean, you know, and they weren't the first, obviously, <laughs> but you know what I mean? When it became more mainstream and like understood than it yeah, was.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess yeah. it's like anything, right? You, yeah. Like initially they weren't sure. And because there wasn't enough research, I think, being no. put into because it wasn't affecting um, the main population in the same way that it was affecting the gay, yeah, that's gay right. men. Yeah, exactly. In that and I guess uh, like
0: group. if you're a straight white politician and you don't chit on your wife or whatever then it wouldn't affect you ever. Yeah, so, and I think yeah. that's
1: the problem. And mm. But it's interesting when you put it through the lens of COVID because in a different way we're, for COVID we're often wearing masks and everything to protect people who are immune compromised yeah, exactly. or vulnerable yeah. in different ways and that's a different yeah. portion of the community, the elderly. That's right. But it's the same, I guess, sort of thing, isn't it, that you're talking about a public health response mm. and the lack of public health response was just staggering. it was was criminal. And, yeah, it was criminal. And then, you know, there's elements of there where families weren't told and then eventually they were told, and I didn't realise this, but it just breaks your heart. So these men had sort of built up these communities of people and their families and everything and their partners maybe of 20 years, and then once the family finds out that their son is dying of AIDS, they come in and just kind of sweep their son back to their hometown oh. and block his partner yeah. from being involved in anything or having any rights or even knowing what happened to his, you know, partner of 20 years and having no say over property or, you know, any of his belongings either or being involved in like the funerals and, you mm. know, I'm sure I just there's a staggering amount of stories. So it is heartbreaking but also really funny like yeah. and Really great. And Is it
0: self-contained, I assume? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Really, really makes you think. It makes you learn a lot about history. The, yeah, there's some, the female characters, his mother in particular, um, I won't spoil it but, yeah, it's an interesting look at, at her particularly and what happens with her character. And he doesn't always paint um, the female characters in a brilliant light. Yeah, right. But it's. Oh, God, it's gorgeous. So, yes,
0: it's a sin on stand. It's a sin on stand. All right. We've got, we've got a, an audio letter, don't we?
1: We do. We do. So if you have a recommendation for the podcast, you can write in to tell us at, at gmail.com or like... Our lovely person, and I'm just going to bring it up here for you, Jimba. I'm ready. Aaron has done an email for us with a voice memo. A
0: voice memo. Let's hear it. Yes.
1: And poor Aaron said he hates the sound of his voice and he's so embarrassed, but I think he sounds a little bit like our favourite Normal People star. Oh. What's the guy? Connor? Connor. Connor from Normal People. We'll be
0: the judge of your voice, Aaron, (laughs) if that is your real name. Connor. (laughs) Correct. All right. Are you ready? Here we go. Ready. Still ready.
1: Oh, no. Sorry, Colleen. I had my computer on mute because I didn't want to just make that weird ding-a-ding sound. I always do that. Yeah. Okay. Here mm-hmm. we go. Uh,
0: now we're really doing it. Hey, folks. Just finished listening to you talk about Promising Young Woman. A film I'll definitely go watch now. And I uh, just wanted to recommend uh, another harrowingly beautiful movie because, you know, why would we want to be happy when we could just be sad? Exactly. Uh, it's called Waves. Uh, I won't give anything away, just kind of look it up yourselves. Uh love the banter and yeah, uh, yeah, love the show. See? Ya. Waves. Interesting.
1: I know. It okay. sounds really good. I'm definitely going to Watch it on. What, what is that. it? I don't know, we'll have to find out.
0: It's going to I'm
1: more excited about the fact that Connor from Normal People has called into the show. James. Oh my goodness,
0: That's so He's got a lovely voice. I don't know what <laughs> he He actually does. Have what a did he say? Voice. What did what what is it? It's a film. Okay,
1: right. It's a film called Waves, but he doesn't want to give it away. Right. Um, but it's wonderful it's and on. we should definitely... And and he recommended it in the context of Promising Young Woman. Okay. Yeah, which I think is well, really We're going to check
0: this out. This looks good. All right, I'm not going to watch the trailer though. Thank right. you. So, yes, right. send
1: your voicemail. Literally you can just record a voice memo on your phone and yep. there's a little square with an arrow in it. You just click on that and send it away to Suggest for we'll podcast And then on. we'll
0: read it and judge whether it's good enough for the show. <laughs> Which it probably will be. Correct. Because this show is absolute bullshit. But if you do want to review this bullshit show, you can. You can do it in-app. Really appreciate it. It helps us out big time if you want to give us five stars. That would be even greater. This is by Rune Ekher says, I can't imagine a more successful podcast. Sincere and fun recommendations and hilarious banter between two great people. Always a fun time. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you very much
0: welcome.
1: Excellent. We're loving all these uh, reviews.
0: We do. There I might really be uh, running out of show. reviews soon, so if we get some more reviews, that'd be great. Oh, mate, I think we might be a bit behind on reviews. I'd have to.
1: We off. need so. Well, we have been on holidays. That's our own fault. That's true. We we're gallivanting, not recording podos. We we're running
0: around the countryside <laughs> frolicking we about. Yeah. If you're
1: thinking about giving us a review, do it in your
0: phone, please. Yeah. We really
1: actually yeah. do need. Yeah,
0: uh, you could, you could do it in your phone. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you could. In-app,
0: easy as. Anything else or is that it?
1: That's it, Sonny Bob.
0: Let's go do different things. And by different things I mean you go to sleep and I have to finish watching Superman 3, which is the worst <laughs> fucking movie in the
1: world. You have a weird job. Hey, just <laughs> on a side note. How's your expensive cereal going over there, mate?
0: Okay, so it's it's flying, right? You've got I've got
1: another so, bloody box of. I've them. got
0: so much magic spoon, it's gone insane. But I <laughs> ordered a cereal, and I'm I'm going to read the name out of it next on it next week because I don't. You know, I'm going to find it and read it now, right? Oh god! Let me just bring this up. Here I, he goes. Because so, in in Australia, you can't get a lot of keto cereal, right? For some reason. Or is could,
1: keto like...
0: It's like low-carb and whatever. All right, okay. Right. Does it
1: stand for garbage? Because that's it what it tastes like. I've seen this cereal. It
0: should stand Goodness for garbage. Goodness gracious. Uh, here we go. It's a, I think it's an Australian product. I don't like to rubbish things. But Protein Flakes 100% Natural by Lupins for Life is literally the worst thing I've ever eaten ever. <laughs> How dare they say this is food? Because it is, like, and I'm not that picky, am I? You're like, you'll I eat mean, like literally anything. It's like a fuel.
1: You're literally eating cardboard circles from a box.
0: This shit is fucking poison. I dare you to try and eat a bowl. I got one spoonful no, in.
1: No, I'm not. Because all you're eating is all this weird chemical shit. Not I don't know what's going into your Magic soup. spoon yeah. is
0: natural, Claire. They're natural flavors uh, and colorings. Are they? Yes, Claire. Is it
1: natural to, like, little... What food comes in tiny donut-sized... Bits. Donuts. In different colours. Yeah, but they're not Coloured donuts.
0: Why don't you go have a look at the box, Claire, and you tell me what's natural and what's not. I want to get sponsored by them one day. I don't want you rubbishing that cereal brand, all, all right.
1: right? All right. I want,
0: you to, I, want, I, want, I want to get the Magic Spoon people on board. <laughs> I went okay. out of my way to get 12 boxes. or right. I've got Yeah, a, and it
1: costs you like a million dollars. In
0: bloody in shipping alone. You do love it. You it's do. I, so I good. I can
1: see you just like quietly excited to have your cereal. Because you're such a cereal boy, and then because you're looking after your old trim sneak. you then could not have any cereal, and you were sad, even though you sneakily ate a lot of cornflakes. I saw you. Yeah. When? All the time before
0: you got your magic spoon. I do love, I love cornflakes. I would. Oh man, cornflakes every day. your
1: your favorite is? Cornflakes, honey. A little bit of honey. Top. Yeah, exactly. I think it's too sweet for me.
0: Hey, listen. Nobody cares. All right. You don't need to. <laughs> you don't need to involve yourself <laughs> in everybody else's cereal choices. All right. Stay out of it.
1: I just like myself some natural oats and porridge. Nothing wrong with that. Some porridge. We're, we're getting we're getting trim and terrific. We are
0: getting trim and I'm terrific. I'm going to be
1: a bridesmaid soon in a wedding. I have all... to get trim and terrific after after to get
0: into the bridesmaid outfit. Exactly. And I want to get really light so I can do more chin-ups.
1: Oh, no. My laptop made that sound. Oh,
0: no. I put it on
1: si- – I'm sorry, colleagues. I put it on all silent. Right, we're going
0: go, we so to go because i got to finish watching Superman too. And I need to go to
1: bed. Mean. Well, <sighs> listener –
0: we're going, I'm going. We appreciate literally you. literally leaving the room.
1: James is going. I'm but nice. I love you and have a good week. And I'm sure I'd love you so if long. I knew
0: you, <gasps> but I don't.
1: The captain from Sound of Music died this week. That sucks,
0: Christopher Plummer. 91 though, good run.
1: Farewell. farewell. The, there was
0: a good running, there was a good idea for Christopher Plummer's great, by the way. He's in a bunch of stuff. He's in this movie called, I think it's called Begin Again that he did a few years ago. Whereas like an, a very, very old man and Ewan McGregor is his son, he comes out so he's just like, I'm gay. He's like, I'm 80, I'm gay. Let's, let's do this or whatever, uh, which is apparently really great. But um, he replaced Kevin Spacey in a movie a few years ago when all those things came out about how Kevin Spacey is awful and the worst right. and so there was a petition to get him um, to replace a character in Deadpool. So like Deadpool's like best mate who um who, turns out was like his like bad bloke in real life just be like just put Christopher Plummer in. I'm like, "Oh my god, I wish they did that and they never did it." Would have been amazing. Aww. Yeah. And yeah.
1: I'm going.
0: I'm really leaving. All right.
1: So long, farewell, love be the Saint It's not a great movie, sound of music. Adieu to you and yeah, and yeah, he's really gone. All right. See you next week.
0: This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's it's up to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.